McMonigle here with you on this Thursday morning. Another five-hour midnight ride. They just keep on coming. They don't stop. You know what that means? Five hours. You can count them. Midnight to 5 a.m. That's how it works. The warm-up show will come your way then, but it's me and you, Flegelman and Connor for the moment. Rolling with you at 877-337-6666. 66 right here on the fan. And finally, finally, The Rock has come. No, finally, I do believe that you Met fans are coming around. Yep. Took a while. It took a while. And maybe not all of you, maybe some of you have been there with me from the beginning. Maybe even, you know, most of you, but the silent, the, the, the loud minority, if that's what you think it is here at the fan, most of the Met fans I talk to have been that patient. They, they trust the plan. The owner in Steve Cohen is King Cohen. And eventually, eventually things will get done. Okay. So they, they still tried really hard for Yamamoto and Otani was never coming East. So, you know, what are you going to do? But then they're going to do something here. They're going to realize they got to do something. And after today, or excuse me, yesterday now, we are three minutes into a new day. And we hope it's better than the day before. Because honestly, I think Met fans are finally starting to realize that this team, after the report from Andy Martino, and then hearing from the new general manager, David Stearns with the Mets, as they introduced... Severino and Bader. This is it. This is it. I think he made it very clear that this offseason is pretty much over. They are not going to look to add another bat. They are probably done in the rotation, and maybe they'll be looking into the bullpen. And you know what? I don't understand it. But after listening to him, maybe I start to understand it a little bit. Because I think it makes no sense. I think this is a terrible decision not to go and get a Justin Turner or a J.D. Martinez or someone to be a D.H. for this team, a bat you can count on. And he referenced a couple things that a lot of GMs will throw out there about wanting flexibility at that position and blah, 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 blah. The fact of the matter is this team needs another bat. The answers to this lineup aren't there. The rotation is full of question marks. You have to do something, and it doesn't hurt the overall plan. I keep hearing this. I keep hearing it from different Met fans. You believe in the plan. You believe in what plan? Getting better for the future? Surely we all believe in that plan. We all believe the, the, the future. The children are our future. We believe it. I understand you want to get young. You want to fill this roster and this entire organization with young, talented kids and, and prospects and go about building the organization top to bottom. I, of course, who's against it? How does signing Justin Turner to a one- or two-year deal, how does J.D. Martinez stop that process? Stop telling me you're trying to compose a competitive team. You're not. 
You haven't got one. Sure, it's a crapshoot. I'll be the first one to tell you, I love the word crapshoot. I say it all the time, whether we're talking about the NFL draft, whether we're talking about the MLB playoffs, it's all crapshoot. I'm right there with you. So in theory, is it plausible that every single question mark on this team comes out to the affirmative? Sure, why not? But it's highly unlikely. And you can't go, you can't go into the season like this doing nothing. And I just, we act, and he spoke, and let's be honest about the way he spoke. All right, let's be totally honest about the tenor of the conversation David Stearns had when asked questions. And we we heard it, I just heard not too long ago, uh, obviously Keith just played it. Uh, I, I think they played it back during the afternoon. Maybe we'll play it back in a little bit. But you've heard the comments he made when asked about the team. And it's like, well, you know, listen, and the fan base's desire to win and I, th- I, you know, listen, I understand that the fans want to go out and sign everybody. I think it's great. It's great. He said, like, he said it's great the way I say when my son, like, dad, look, dad, look, dad, look. And then he just jumps off the couch. And you're like, yeah, that's great. That's great, Tommy. What a great job. Good boy. Next time we'll jump off a chair. Great. Like, that's what it sounded like. Oh, those Met fans, they sure are great. He sounds like something that the Yankee fan has been calling Brian Cashman over and over again. Every time, you know, all the the Cashman haters will come for me, and they come. They come 24 hours a day. They will come for you. When the Cashman haters come, what they say is, he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. And watching David Stern... David Stearns in that empty office without anything up. Like, he hasn't even d- decided. I don't know if it's his office, a side office. Yeah, he hasn't He hasn't put a single thing in there. It looked like I, I thought for a second there was a fax machine in there. Was this, 1985? Are you firing Marty McFly? Because I don't know what's going on with that office. But anyway, he sounded like the smartest guy in the room. He sounded like someone who knows exactly what he's doing. And I'm not going to go out there and sign all these free agents. And I'm not going to bring in a guy and spend money in a guy I don't see as the future of this team. And you know what? I just, it's nice. I know you guys want to spend some money. But let me show you how it's done. And he even said it in one of the clips you just heard from, from Marco in the top of the hour update. Where he's in an organization where they're in a tough division against uh, teams that have done it over the course of years. And I think that's his vision for this. I think... I think they knew they were going to hire this guy for a long time, and I think his thought process infiltrated this team even into the trade deadline of last year with the idea of taking a step back, the idea immediately of the trade deadline that Steve Cohen kind of represented the idea of, hey, I went after it. I promised you championships. I went after it. I spent money on on big-time free agent pitchers. I went out there, and I had the highest payroll, and I'm paying hundreds of millions of dollars of tax, and what did I get for it? I got one good year in a miserable postseason and then a fall-on-our-face 75-win team. So you know what? Maybe I'll take advice from the smartest guy in the room who everybody tells me is the executive I need to hire. You know what he's telling me? He's telling me we got to have a plan and start from the ground up. And that's fine, and I understand it in many ways. But this is not Milwaukee. 
You don't have to do it one way or the other. There is a hybrid way of doing this. There is building the team and still spending a modicum of money that this fan base deserves. That this owner deserves to give this fan base, that he owes to this fan base to give them something every single year. That's right, every single year. Especially coming off a miserable season like last year. They deserve something every single year that they can point to and say, this is how we're better. And this is why I'm excited for opening day. And this is why I'm going to go out to the ballpark. And this is why we can justify raising ticket prices. And this is why I'll pay early. And this is why, and this is why, and this is why. And there is nothing from the smartest guy in the room or the richest guy in the room. They're both together. They're in the same room. The smartest and the richest. Use them both. Use them both. I agree. The richest without the smartest doesn't help you that much either. We've seen that. Teams spend money. The Yankees have spent money. Teams have spent money. The Angels have spent money. Can't make the playoffs. So there's a combination of both. And I appreciate the idea that this farm system, which you talked about yesterday, has been one of the least successful franchises in the entire sport of drafting, developing, and getting to the major leagues. They're one of, if not the worst in baseball over the last handful of years, over the last decade, particularly in the pitching. I'm on board. Get your assets. Don't go crazy. Don't trade for Juan Soto. Don't trade for pitchers. Don't go out there and give away prospects that you've paid for, you've brought in with smart moves while using money. How smart it was to get Acuna, how smart it was to get the the prospects from Texas, uh, Houston, how smart that was. You know what it took? It took money, smart and money. And the idea that they have another $10 million or so, or the idea that they don't want to, you know, go out there and get a legitimate bat to be a DH for this team to bring some pop, some RBIs, some home runs, something to this lineup, as well as nothing but low-risk, re- low, low high-reward starting pitching that we have no idea how it will look like. Guys who can't stay healthy. Literally two guys today they introduced via Zoom who were cast-offs from the Yankees. Forget it's the Yankees even so much. Cast-offs from a, a, an eight, a 500-win team. A starting center fielder the Yankees went into the year with, which now clearly he is your starting center fielder. That was the other discussion. Well, Nimmo could play some center. This one could play. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Harrison Bader is your starting center fielder. The same guy the Yankees tried it with last year who can't stay healthy and can't hit. Sure, he can defend. He can defend with the best of them. But there are too many questions in this rotation, too many questions in this lineup, and the smartest guy in the room sitting there going, you know, it's really nice. It's really nice everybody wants to get there. It's, it's, it's great. It's good for you guys. I'm, I'm proud. I'd rather have it this way than the other way, right? Yeah. And I'm starting to think that this, the way he's going about it is he wants his team. And as most general managers do. But it's one thing when you work for Milwaukee. It's one thing when you work for the Minnesota Twins. It's one thing when you work for one of these different organizations where you can build it from the, you could build it from the bottom up. Otherwise, you can't compete. That is not the Mets. That is not Steve Cohen. 
It's just not. You can do both. You can be the Dodgers. No one doubts him. I'm, I'm being sarcastic with him, and I'm having a little fun about being the smartest guy in the room because it sounded like that. But I have no doubt he's one of the smartest guys in the room, and he's one of the smartest guys in baseball. He's been here for five minutes. I'm not telling you he's done a bad job. He's incapable of doing the job. I think he's exactly what everybody thinks he is, an extremely smart, young future of baseball type executive that the Mets absolutely should have went out there and got. But he's got to learn how to ride the middle. And listening to him speak and seeing how this offseason has played out, it's almost as if he wants to build the Atlanta Braves. He wants to do it from the bottom. He wants to start at the bottom so that when they get to the top, the name on the top of the marquee is David Stearns built this team. I built this team. Not previous regimes, not the money of Steve Cohen. I did. There is no reason you can't give this team a better way to compete. There is no reason that they should not be in the market for both Montgomery and a DH. Why the hell not? How does giving Montgomery a contract? Now, I don't know if they'll get him, and I'm not saying that he's going to go to Texas probably anyway, maybe, How are they not in the market for him? How is that not a discussion? How is the Andy Martinos of the world and the John Heymans of the world and the John Morosis of the world and the the Ken Rosenthal's of the world, how are there not reports about the Mets being linked to uh, Jordan Montgomery? Why the hell not? Why aren't there discussions about Justin Turner or J.D. Martinez? Why the hell not? How does that stop you from building the team you want to build? Montgomery fits into any timeline you could possibly imagine. I'm not, don't go trade for Burns. I get it. Don't go trade for Bieber. I get it. Hell, if you even want to go trade, you don't want to go trade for Dylan Cease. Even though he would fit your timeline, you don't want to trade assets right now. I get it. Giving one year contracts to big time DHs who can help this team this year doesn't impact the building of the roster, going out and getting a young starting pitcher who's just found himself and helped put a team in the World Series and win a World Series championship who, guess what, has all those those key markers of being in the market that you love so much that you went out and got Severino for, that you went out and got Bader for, that you went out and hired your manager for. He's got it too. The way they've handled this offseason makes no sense. And then listening to Stern's talk today reinforces the idea that they are not doing any of this. They are not adding any more pitchers to the rotation. They are not looking and are not actively searching for an impact bat that they desperately need. Instead, they will let the kids figure it out who have there are no answers yet inside this organization. They aren't there yet. They aren't there yet. And that's why you hear about 25 and 26. But when you have the richest owner in baseball, when you have Steve Cohen, when you have King Cohen, you don't pass on any season. And make no mistake, they are passing on this year. They are not giving themselves a legitimate opportunity to compete in that division he talked about Today at the Zoom conference about the Braves and the the Phillies, you are not competing in this division with the team he just put, with the team they're ready to go to camp with. You're just not. 
And if this owner wasn't the owner and if things were different, if this were the Milwaukee Brewers, then yeah, this plan, I get it. There's nothing wrong with putting money into this team while you build. One does not have to impact the other. Don't go sign 45-year-old pitchers to three-year deals. Got it. That makes sense. Don't trade for Juan Soto and give away prospects for a guy you can sign next year. Totally agree. Can't add a one- or two-year contract to a, a, a legitimate DH to help this offense this season. Can't go get a young 30-year-old pitcher who's who's going to be part of this future. No, 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 if your timeline doesn't include Montgomery, then what? Uh, that, think about that, Mets fans. How long is this timeline if Montgomery doesn't fit into it? What are we doing? But finally, it seems like you guys get it. I'm listening all day. Sal's yelling about it. I heard Lugie yelling about it. Finally. Finally, you recognize the idea that this season is insignificant to the Mets, and I, I'm baffled by it. 877-337-6666. The Yankees have their own issues. We'll get to the Stroman stuff. We'll get to what they're doing as well because I got to be honest with you. There's something – there's – Different angles to the Stroman story. There's a reason why I don't want him, and then the reason everybody else seems to not want him. So we'll get to that. Uh, Obviously, tons of coaching decisions and coaching uh, retirements and stepping asides throughout the NFL. We do have wild card super weekend coming up. We'll finally start to turn our attentions more to those games. Uh, Pat McAfee turns his back on Aaron Rodgers. How dare you, Pat McAfee? How dare you? And then Stephen A. Smith had an interesting evening. We'll get to all of it over the course of the next five hours.